when you find yourself overwhelmed and you feel like you're drowning in anxiety, it's not uncommon to want to leap into action and do something quickly to fix things. But is this really the best solution? I'm Dr. Lisa Summerauer, and on episode seven of Divorce is Not a Destination, I highlight the value of learning to be still or practicing the art of stillness. It's more than just not moving. It speaks to your ability to create and operate with a sense of internal calm that registers as ease and power. I'm here to help you bring your best self to this journey called life because divorce is not a destination. everyone. I'm going to make sure you can hear me. So uh, give me another set of claps if I'm coming through loud enough. I see Nadine. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. It sounds like I'm coming through. I don't want to make it too hot. I think I might've hit the button one too many times here. Well, it's good to be here again tonight. We're having some really nice weather here in Southern California, but I am going to be honest and tell you that a few mornings ago, I had the fireplace on. Uh, that's because we're getting wimpy living in California for just a couple of years. It didn't take me long to adjust to thinking that once it hits like 50 degrees, I really think it's cold outside. Let me go ahead and get us started. Hopefully we're going to have a few more folks joining us. I see Jason, Jacqueline, Nadine is in here. Um, I think I've got a few more folks coming in. I am Dr. Lisa Summer Hour. I'm an engagement and empowerment coach. There we go. And now I'm on video. And I am the creator of something called Divorce is Not a Destination. And that's also the name of this series here on my Live Empowered podcast. And I created this and some other services to go with it to help support women who are divorced or who are going through a divorce have support, education, and resources to help them step out and live their lives in a dynamic way. And it's taken me a while to put all of this together. So some of you have been with me for a while or hearing a little bit of uh, some changes that have been coming over the last month in this particular podcast, but that's really where I wanted this to go and I'm getting it there now. So thanks for hanging in there with me. And uh, you've been a good support. And I know everybody on here right now, several of you on here right now can relate to this because I know you've been through a divorce. And I I really wanted to have a place for uh, people, for women to come here, my, uh, my, my blog, my Facebook, my Instagram, there's, there's a divorce is not a destination on all of those locations. And I really wanted to have a place where people could have the support that they need to speak freely about what that experience has been like for them what struggles they're having. So while a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about on this show relate to people who are not going through a divorce, uh, you will hear me mentioning that because I want to give some specific attention to those who are and let them know there are some things that you could be doing that don't have to focus on the, the difficulties that you're either going through right now or that you have been through. I want people to realize that that's something they go through. It's not a place that they stop. So today's episode we're going to be talking about being still. What can you learn from being still? And we're actually going to be doing some exercises a little bit later. So I hope you are sitting someplace where you can be comfortable and wearing something that's comfortable and maybe even someplace that's quiet. So I'm going to give you a chance to get to that space or create that space. Um, I'm going to start off with a Bible verse because When I started researching this, this was one of the things that kept coming up. And it was like the first thing that would come up because we've heard, be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted, exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. And that's Psalm 46, 10. And I've heard that. And, and you think that it's saying, um, you know, be still. Someone else wrote, it's like, you know, God telling you just be still. Um, everything is going to be fine. And to some extent, that's what it is. But if you really read through that verse, you understand that the um, it was a time of conflict. It was a time of war. And so there was a battle going on, a physical, literal battle going on. And you can kind of think it think of it as Jesus calming the seas. But what was happening was God was saying, stop fighting. Um, and, and I'll take care of this. Be still means cease fighting cease fighting and instead trust God to be our help in time of need. So that's what that be still was about. I kind of translate it as, you know, chill out. You're doing too much. Like you don't need to be doing all of that right now. God's God's got all of this under control. So that's often one of the first things people think about when they hear be still, especially if it's a person of faith, a, a Catholic or Christian, somebody who reads the Bible. I don't know. There may be something similar in the Quran, um, and, and other other uh, religious texts that you're just being told to kind of quiet down, higher power has this under control. But it, you can also look at this as being able to surrender to yourself and surrender to your surroundings. And that does typically come with being quiet enough to listening to what's going on around you. So I'm going to be talking about the things that we can learn or benefit from being quiet from a place of our environment and our being. And it's not, um, being still doesn't mean just sitting and doing nothing. It's, it's being intentional about that stillness that you are creating for yourself. It's, it's a state of being actually in this stillness. So, um, I'm going to take a minute and I don't know if, uh, how many people are on who, who have never been on. I know last week we had a couple of new people and they did not know how to navigate the uh, site. So that's my fault. Next next time, I'm, I'm going to have to make sure that folks who are on here know how to use it. So if you are on and you are on an iPhone, because if you're on a, a Android device, you can hear us right now. You can hear me right now. But I don't believe you get any video and you don't have live um, access, which means you can't raise your hand or go into this, this little feature and say, I want to ask a question. If you are on an iPhone, you should be able to see me on video right now. And you should be able to see the other people who are on the bottom of your phone who are in the audience. The lower left corner has a little circle with two lines in it. If you click on that, it gives you an option to ask if you can be on stage to speak or actually be on for video. And I usually, you know, I'm paying attention to this as we're going so I can check and see who, who wants to speak. Something will usually pop up on my screen. There is a little microphone in the lower bottom I usually ask everyone, keep that on mute unless you are going to be talking. And once you finish with your question or what have you, go ahead and hit mute again. And it keeps us from getting any background noise you might have in your area. And then the other one is a fun button. It says react. And if you click on that, you will see a bunch of little um, emojis that you can put on the screen. And they make all sorts of so sounds and, and uh, music and all sorts of things happen. So you'll see other people using those. And this is one of the fun things that makes this a little bit unique that I really have a live audience. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I really do have a live audience, which makes this uh, a lot more fun when there are people here with me. So I want to talk about the, there's a, a quote that I got from Serge Ben-Hayan, Ben-Hayan, B-E-N-H-A-Y-O-N. And the 
quote is the quality of the energy that is within you will produce the quality of expression in everything that you do. The quality of the energy that's within you will produce the quality of expression in everything that you do. So my question is, what's the energy that's in you? And think about the people in your life, the people around you, or maybe people that used to be in your life and think about what was their energy like? You know, have you ever been around someone that you just thought had fantastic energy? They didn't have to say anything or necessarily do anything, but just being around them made you feel good. And then you could probably think of one or two people who have the exact opposite effect on you. Being around them just somehow unnerves you to some degree. You just, you can't pinpoint it, but you know, you just don't feel the way you want to feel when you're around them and you find yourself avoiding them. And it's that, it's the quality of that energy that's around. So I'm asking again, what's that energy? And um, when we're thinking about stillness, the especially if you're going through a difficult time, if you're going through some kind of a divorce or separation or relationship where you've lost your job or maybe someone close to you is experiencing something, they're, they're ill, very often it's hard for us to find that stillness. We want to stay busy. And so our tendency is to get busy distracting ourselves with finding things to do or we want to make something happen because it's not happening fast enough. And then you find yourself forcing, forcing things. You're just, you're going to push yourself into, into trying to get something to happen or somebody else to doing something. So we can turn into kind of control freaks when that happens. And we're not able to just be still, um, you might be feeling out of control or feeling a sense of overwhelm. And that can sometimes keep you from being still when being still is the thing that would actually help that if you could get to that place of stillness, um, feeling like you're being lazy and irresponsible. This is a guilt that we can heap on ourselves. It's this judgment that happens when you think you're doing nothing. And if, uh, for those of you who are on the podcast who can't see me, that was air quotes. Um, when you feel like, well, I feel bad because I'm not doing anything. I feel like I should be doing something. And you just cannot get yourself into a place where you can be still. And that falls into the, you shoulda, you should be doing something right now. My dad used to say, shoulda, woulda, coulda. And it's, again, that still falls into this judgment. So if you are in a state of overwhelm, if your anxiety levels are really, really high, if you really have been um, running around doing a lot of different things, sometimes it's hard to go from that uh, high level of activity or expending all that energy to a place of stillness. And you may need to find something that kind of slows you down first. You may need to figure out what can I do that I'm still maybe moving. Uh, I'm still doing something um, before I get to a place of stillness. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I shared playing jacks that I play jacks. Actually, I think I posted a video of myself playing jacks on my table here in my office. And so it might be something like that. Maybe you need to play jacks. Maybe you need to take a walk or listen to some music that's going to help you calm down before you can do some of the exercises and things that we're going to do. I, I want you to think about stillness as a choice that you make. And there are, are different ways that stillness can show up in our, in our lives when we really practice it. And look, don't get me wrong. I, I'm pretty good at teaching a lot of stuff. Sometimes you're going to realize I teach it because I need to learn it um, or I teach it because I'm trying to get it. Uh, or I'm teaching it because I was getting it and then I stopped getting it. So all of those things could be true at any given time. But I, I do try to put into practice 
what I'm sharing here because I'm having some of the same experiences or I've had some of the same experiences that some of you are going through. So this stillness as a choice, um, you want to be able to live in the present. That's what stillness is, is about. It's not doing nothing. It's being acutely aware that you're living in the present. You're dealing with what's going on right now. It's choosing to be connected to yourself and choosing to be connected to the people that are in your vicinity and the, the surroundings, your environment that you're dealing with. So I want you to think about kind of being, becoming one with, like being one with nature or one with that environment so that you're in tune to what's going on, but you're, you're settled with it. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to be, um, you don't have to be active, but you could. And, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so the activity part, when we think of stillness, sometimes people think of just that you're just not moving. But when you think of stillness as being a center, that's, that's, there's a center in you, your, your center is still, you have a calm internal being, your heart is, is, is calm. Your energy is calm. You, you are coming from a place of control and you're relaxed about it. That's, that's sort of describing what stillness would be like. So it, it doesn't matter if you're standing still or you're in motion, there's a stillness about how you show up in a space. And again, I would ask you to think about people that you have been around who can walk into a space and still be engaged in conversation. But when you see them, there is just an aura about them that is just calming because they, they have learned to live and center themselves in that stillness. So you could still be moving. Um, for athletes, uh, this could look like, even artists, this could look like being in the flow. If you've ever heard someone say, I just got in the flow or I got in my zone, uh, basketball players, running track, whatever it is, if when they get in their zone, there is something so fluid and almost relaxed about them, even though they're running at top speed. That's that's a stillness that they get to that allows their bodies to do what they need to do at, at the optimum speed or strength or whatever it is. But there's nothing frantic about it. There's still a still quality about how they're showing up. So I hope this is making sense because I know for a lot of people, you hear the word stillness and you think nothing is moving. And the fact is we run into people and people operate with this stillness and they're functioning all around us all the time. It, it just takes a lot of practice to get to that place, especially if we have been conditioned to be busy, um, to just have something frantic or chaotic or, or rushing around makes us look like we're being productive. And sometimes we're just rushing around for the sake of rushing, rushing around and we're not even getting things done so we're just exhausting ourselves for no reason. So even in conversation, so think about being in a conversation with someone and what you've seen happen, what's probably happened to you and what you've probably done to other people. And you've probably heard, we should listen to understand and not be listening for an opportunity to jump into the conversation. So sometimes conversations are sort of like double Dutch. We, we treat them like double Dutch, like we're just waiting. We're waiting just for our moment to jump in and the person isn't even finished getting their sentence out. So stillness in conversation, and I, I wrote some things down here, is like you're not listening to respond. You're listening to respect, to retain, and to reflect. You're listening so that you can respect 
what this person is saying, that they have something important to say. You're listening so that you can retain it. You're, you're really paying attention to absorb what they're saying so that when you respond, you can reflect back to them that you understood what they were saying. And once you've done all of that is when you can share your own thoughts on whatever the conversation was. But very often we aren't sitting in enough stillness or with enough stillness to be able to have a conversation and be the listener. We're, we're really good. And I, I've got my family on here. So we know we come from a family of talkers. I, I was thinking about this as I was doing these notes. And I literally lived in a house where talking was constant. Like Nana, my grandmother was on the phone in the kitchen. You guys can vouch for me with applause or something. My grandmother, every morning, she was on the phone having a conversation. So I remember there always being conversation going on. So it just seemed natural that we're, I mean, heck, I have a podcast. So yeah, we're talkers. And at the same time, we've got to learn to be really good listeners so that we can find that stillness and be able to take in somebody else's communication with us. Well, one of the analogies that I saw was uh, thinking of this like the ocean. Um, you know, you have waves happening on top of the ocean, you have a current running, but if you go deep enough in the ocean, that water is not affected by the waves that are happening on top. So that is where that stillness is. Everything is still happening in the ocean, but it gets to a place where there's a stillness that exists. And we want to dig deep enough to find that in us so that it, it stills and calms everything else that's going on around us. Um, I look at this as the essence of, of being able to be engaged. We're able to be engaged in conversations with people. We're able to engage in our environment. And we're able to actually engage better with ourselves when we can find that place to be still and quiet. So now we can hear what's actually going on with us. So it, it, there, I'm going to give get a list, give you a list when I get to the end on some of the actual benefits that people experience from practicing living in this stillness. And we won't be uh, we won't be long tonight uh, because it's a it's a it's a really powerful thing. It's a little off the beaten path, but I really think it's a powerful exercise, especially for people who are going through something, like I said, that's troubling. If you are one of the listeners who is going through a divorce and on our Facebook group this week, I think I've had um, four people yesterday that joined uh, our Facebook group. Two of them are in the middle of a divorce right now. And so for those of you who are on our Facebook group, please um, take your time every now and then and go and check and see who just joined the group and I put a question out and if you get on there and see the question, answer it because you could actually be helping somebody else that's on there because people are coming and I, I have questions for you to join the group. And one of the questions is, what do you hope to get from the group? And the week, this week, two people are looking for support. They're really struggling right now, emotionally going through their divorce process and they're trying to get support. They're trying to get things that are going to help them uh, be calm and be able to function every day while they're going through something that is really emotionally distressing for them. And so this is one of those podcasts that may not be as exciting as some of the other ones, but the information can be really impactful, especially for those people that need it. But all of us could benefit from doing this during the course of a day to take a little time and, and practice this stillness. So uh, we talked about being in the zone 
And I want to talk about what this could look like, what stillness could look like. So one thing is for people who meditate. For people who are already meditating, this is going to make a little bit more sense and they may be able to get there easier. And that may be what happens for them in their meditation. But one of the exercises that that I like that helps kind of get you focused on what's going on around you and helps calm you down. It's a great way to relieve and to decrease anxiety. It's called, it's called the five senses activity, the five senses activity. So we're actually going to do the five senses activity. And then when I get done that activity, I'm going to talk about the, there are eight benefits that I pulled up from another, another uh, therapist from a therapist. And she talks about the benefits that she's gotten practicing stillness. So the five, I'm getting myself in position here for these five senses activities. So if you're on here with me right now, I want you to just get in a sitting position where you can get your posture good, but be comfortable. So get your posture good and be comfortable. If you're listening to this in the replay, if you are on the, um, if you're on my podcast and you can't see me, I just, just listen to me and I'm going to talk you through it. So get comfortable. And the first thing you want to practice is your breathing. And we're going to breathe in and out through our nose. Best way to breathe is through your nose. We very often don't do that. Um, but there are tons and tons of benefits. I am getting my uh, other computer back up here yet for, for right now. There are tons and tons of benefits to breathing through your nostrils. So I want you to just sit and I want you to take a deep breath. If you can do a count to five on your inhale, you're going to take a deep breath in. and get to five and hold it for a second and then back out with your nose for a count of six. And so you can slow it down. And I wish I could see all of you. I should put you on camera so I could see if you're doing the breathing. So take one more deep breath in. Hold it for a second and back out your nostrils. And if you can do this just five or six times, even in the middle of the day when things feel like they're getting a little hectic or at night, right before you go to bed, do this five or six times, maybe 10 times. It really does help slow everything down and it will, it can help you sleep better. What you want to practice when you're doing that is that you're, you're, you're don't have anything restricting. You're taking a deep breath from your abdomen, abdomen, and you are not punching your shoulders up here. So you want to try to keep yourself as relaxed as you can when you're doing this breathing. And if you want to have your eyes open looking at something, you can. If you want to close them, that's fine. Um, and so that's the breathing. So the exercise is the five senses exercise. And it's literally what it sounds like. We're going to be work, work focusing on these five senses here. And hold on here. I actually have this on my... Uh, on my computer screen. And I think right now it's frozen, but I, I actually have them here. So first sense we're going to do is your sight, your sight. So I want you to find something to look at in the room that you're in. Find something that you can focus on. It can be a pencil, a pen. It could be uh, a picture hanging on the wall. Um, it could be, you could have, if you have a pet that's rolling around in the, in the room that you're in, and you want to stare at that pet, it could be a pet, but find something that you can look at. And I just want to take about a minute 
and I want you to watch that thing for that minute. And I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna time you here because I just want to give you this experience and so you can see what this feels like. So just go ahead and keep focusing on whatever it is that you found to look at for 60 seconds. I might even do 30 seconds. I'll give you I'll give you 30 seconds. Okay, you are at 30 seconds. And so what this is doing is it's just causing you to really slow down and use your sense of sight intentionally. And so when you start doing this, if you do this for like a minute at a time, or maybe you do it for two minutes at a time for each one of your senses, and you look at this thing for two minutes, you can really focus in on what you're looking at and you start paying attention to different details of things that you might not really have noticed before. The first time I did this, um, I think our, a therapist I was with had me describe the object that I was looking at at some point during the, during the exercise. And it was just an interesting thing because I had walked into the room and seen this object every time I'd gone in. But I realized after I stared at it, there were things about it that I, I noticed that I hadn't really paid attention to before because I had never really looked at it. I had seen it, but I had never really looked at it. So the second one we're going to do is touch. So I want you to find something near you. Now, it could be the clothes that you have on. It could be your body sitting on whatever you're sitting, just getting the feel of it. If you have a pillow, a sofa pillow, a chair, a cushion, something that's near you with different textures, or you can touch a part of your body and just hold it, really put pressure on it for like 30 seconds. But you want to find some way to be able to feel something. And, and again, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you hold that again for 30 seconds. So figure out what it is that you're going to touch that you're going to hold and uh, give me a clap. If you've got something that you found, let me see if you're, you're here with me. Give me, give me a clap. If you found something that you can hold on to and you're going to just feel it. Okay. Just feel it for 30 seconds. Just touch it for 30 seconds. You can close your eyes if you want to, or you can, you know, now you can engage too. You can look at it, but you can close your eyes and just feel it and see what sensory things come up for you touching this object. Okay, I'm going to bring you back. So I want you to imagine, because we're just doing each one of these for 30 seconds. I want you to imagine doing all five of these and we're going to, we're going to go through. So the next one will be your hearing, your hearing. 
Just sit quietly for 30 seconds and see what it is that you hear around you. Are there noises or sounds coming from outside? Do you hear humming from some piece of machinery that's in your house? Maybe your TV is on in the background and maybe you want to turn that off or turn it down. So you have to really use your hearing to see what sounds do I hear when I'm sitting here. Now for us, it might be helicopters overhead or it could be bombing. But let's do 30 seconds and just sit with your eyes closed and just listen. Just sit with your eyes closed for 30 seconds and just listen. Okay, so we've done sight, we've done touch, we've done hearing. The next one we're going to do is smell. Now this one's, well, it's just like the one you just did. So if you've got dinner on, good for you. You're going to have something to actually smell. But just see if there are any smells that you pick up if you're just sitting there. If you're sitting still with your eyes closed and see if you start noticing, maybe there's a candle on your table that you weren't paying attention to before, but now you're gonna, it might, you might pick up the aroma from that candle. So take 30 seconds and just sit quietly, eyes closed again, take a couple of deep breaths and uh, get your passageway open up and see what it is that you pick up for Okay, we're back. We are back. So we've got one more. So this has only been about two minutes. And I will say this, if this is challenging for you, if you're listening to this podcast and replay, or if you're on here now and you're doing this and this feels difficult, that's probably a good sign that stillness is a little bit of a struggle for you. And it's something that you get to work on. Um, so you can really reap the benefits of this because, um, Hopefully, as you're doing this, you're starting to feel yourself slow down a little bit. So I know my mom has come in from work, so she's had a, you know, a day dealing with patients and coworkers, and there's always something going on. Um, I know my aunt has grandkids, I think, running around the house. So finding time for still could be a bit challenging. But if you can create that space and make the time to do this, it can it can make a difference. So let's go ahead and do the last one. And our last one is taste. 
So, and I'm going to throw something extra in here. You're going to just see what, what is it that you're tasting? What did you eat earlier? But you may just start thinking of what you ate today and what did it taste like? Anything that gets you focused on that sensation, on that sense of taste. So just take, we're just going to do maybe 15, 20 seconds and just sit here and, and think about that, but see what's going on in your, in your mouth. What is it that you're tasting? Make sure you continue to breathe through your nose as you're doing this so you don't catch yourself holding your breath while you're doing these um, exercises. You can move your tongue around, your teeth, all that kind of stuff just to see what, what am I picking up in my mouth that I'm still tasting? What is the last thing I ate? And if you don't have anything going on, think about what am I going to eat later and what's that going to taste like? Now, as I'm doing this, I realize, and I know for people who are listening to this in a podcast later and they can't see us, they're going to have these pauses. So just hang in there. But the other side is you could be or should be doing these exercises with us. So the pauses are good for you. But I'll just tell you, as I'm doing this exercise, before I started, I didn't taste anything in my mouth. As I started, I felt like I was tasting the last couple of things I had eaten which was a, a couple of nuts and, and some grapes. And so that sensation, that, that feeling came back from just that and the saliva, I could feel the saliva building back up just, I think from thinking about that. So it's just interesting how we can trigger, trigger some of these things. Now I'm going to tell you what some of the benefits are of doing these exercises when you can get them to a place where you're doing them consistently. And is that every day? Maybe it is. Maybe you take five minutes a day and you do these exercises just to get yourself in a really nice, still and relaxed and comfortable state. Maybe you only do them if you feel anxiety building up or you feel a little stress coming on. And maybe you are at work or someplace else. And this is when you can go in your office or the bathroom and you can do these exercises. Even if you don't do all five of them, maybe you just do the seeing or touching and hearing um, and do a couple of minutes of that to get yourself to a still a still space and get that anxiety down. This message is brought to you by the Get Ready to Work workbook, providing everything you need to know before your next interview, especially if your next interview is your first interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is for you if you need help preparing for job interviews. It's a book and a workbook in one that combines education and information gathering. You'll be more confident and have the tools to be more prepared for your next interview. The Get Ready to Work workbook is available on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Now, back to today's show. Um, and do a couple of minutes of that to get yourself to a still, a still space and get that anxiety down. What's great about these exercises, if you have children or grandchildren, these exercises are great to do with children. And you can go on the internet and Google five sense senses exercise for children, and you will find exercises for as young as preschool. And so it kind of goes along the lines of uh, programs that are teaching small children to do yoga or to practice meditation instead of you know teaching them how to target their frustration or anger they're teaching them how to decrease that or deflate it or deflect it and just get rid of it with meditation 
And so this stillness exercise, uh, this uh, practice of these five senses is a really good way to teach children how to get into a, a practice of stillness and give them those five senses to focus on as they do that. So uh, anytime, if there are comments, thoughts, reactions about just practicing what you just did or how the, this might benefit people, I'm going to start talking about what some of the benefits are of actually doing these exercises, of being still, not just these exercises, but this whole concept of stillness. And this is from um, a uh, practitioner. Her name is Chantel, Chantal Vanderhagen. And she's, she came up with these eight benefits from her own uh, practice of doing stillness exercises. Um, she said, instead of feeling tired and lethargic, she has a lot more energy now. And you can imagine getting rid of all this, of any anxiety and just being calm and learning to find your center and be in the present. It, it gave her more energy. She feels happier. She said each day she feels happier. She feels like she's got more joy going into her day if she starts her day practicing stillness. And understand practicing stillness is not necessarily those five sense exercises, those five sense exercises. That's something I wanted to give you so you can see a way that you can get yourself into a still place. If you can get yourself there by just sitting by yourself quietly and tuning in to everything that's going on around you, staying connected to what you're hearing and smelling or feeling, that's you being able to just center yourself and find that still place. And then the key, can you get up and take that with you as you're moving throughout your day? Can you be that presence in a space where people experience you as just having this inner stillness, this inner calm? So she talks about it being um, increases a sense of calm in her daily life. She feels relaxed. She said her face and her body muscles are much more relaxed. And she actually says she feels like she looks younger, which would make sense because her face is in all tense, right? Um, and then it has this rippling effect. So you feel happier. You feel like you've got more joy. You spread it. You just get happier. My mom used to say, the more love you put out in the world, the more love there will be in the world. So if this gets you to a place where you can be that person bringing love into a space when you get there, then you create it more for everybody else, including yourself. There are improved health benefits because it does lower your anxiety. So that's going to benefit your, your blood pressure. If your breathing is stable, that helps everything else. Um, your muscles not being tense is much better on your, your system physically. Um, and, and again, it does get rid of that kind of edgy, fidgety feeling. If you start doing this kind of a, a practice, if you start working on being still and you realize you feel all of this anxiety and edginess, that's, that's just information for you to take in and figure out, okay, where is that coming from? And keep doing it and see how long it takes you to start seeing that dissipate. If you're doing this with small children, you're probably going to need to do it with them. And you're going to have to show a lot of grace because they may struggle with sitting still just to do those five sensory exercises. The, the great thing about the five sense exercises is it gives a child something to think about. But there are other ways that you can do that. You know, the smell might be giving them a flower and letting them smell the flower or giving them physically something to smell and asking them to describe it because it's something that's going to slow them down. And you want to get to a place where we can just be in this stillness. And like I said, be moving around with it. 
Improve confidence. So when you're tired and busy and overwhelmed and you're stressed out and you're anxious, and for a lot of people going through a separation, a divorce, some sort of breakup, a disconnect from a job, being overwhelmed and anxious and stressed out, all of these things decrease your confidence. It is really difficult to operate and feel confident when you feel like your life is in a shambles and you feel like you're out of balance. And so you may not be able to change external things that are going on, but if you can get yourself emotionally and internally in a place where you feel stable, it's going to help you operate in all of these other areas of your life with a lot more confidence than what you had before. Um, She said what she found was by taking time each day to be still and in this stillness, she can create space in her mind to achieve what she needs to so she can boost her self-confidence. So in other words, if I'm not thinking about all this craziness going on, I can get myself to a place where I can remind myself, Lisa, you got this. You can take care of it. But if my brain is so focused on all the external stuff going on and chaos, I don't have the resources to use to even boost myself up or anybody else for that matter. And then her eighth one was this connection to self. And she felt like this was the most important important one because this time that you're able to sit and be still, you really get an opportunity to tune in to you to tune into you. And for, I'm going to say women, and if there are men listening, I'm not excluding you. I just know that I speak primarily to women when I speak. And yeah, it's because I am one and it's because I grew up in a house full of them. So I kind of just, you know, lean that way, but definitely, you know, men, I, I know you can relate, but one of the challenges that a lot of, a lot of people have, a lot of women have It's just being tuned into themselves and being able to trust yourself and going through a breakup, going through a divorce sometimes is the most debilitating thing and the most damaging thing to our ability to trust ourselves and have confidence in ourselves. And so if you can spend time being still and listening to what's going on with your body, what what kind of things are you thinking? How do you feel about your environment? Just give yourself permission to connect to all of these other things. You'll be uh, surprised at how it can impact your confidence and the benefits that it has. Hey, Jill, um, the benefits that it has in terms of you taking that time to intentionally connect with yourself. Jill, hey, glad you joined us. We're just about ready to wrap up today. Um, But hopefully you come back and listen to the replay. I hope you and your husband are doing well. So, so that was the eighth thing. It was connecting with yourself. Um, I have another quote here and you'll see it there in my little fortune cookie. I really, really love this quote. It says, action ought to come out of achieving stillness, not a mere rushing on. Action should come from achieving stillness, not just rushing on. And I love this because, you know, you think about day to day, we get up, And it's like you hit that treadmill of life for the day and you are on autopilot, just moving through your day, getting all of this stuff done. And we think if we slow down, we're going to miss something or forget something, or we we feel like we aren't being, like I said earlier, we're not being productive. When in fact, this process of finding that stillness in you and operating from that gives you more energy, allows you to be more focused, can improve your confidence can improve your ability to be able to connect with your more powerful self. So you actually create space for you to be even more productive and effective if you take this time out to be still. So I'm going to take a minute and see if anybody has any thoughts or comments or reactions before we, uh, we wrap up tonight. 
let me see. Didn't it, did you guys do some of the exercises with me tonight? Let me see. Are you sitting out there going, she can't see me. I'm not doing these exercises. Okay, I see my mom is on here. Let me see. I'm going to put you on video if you want to. You could be on video right here. Um, uh, I wasn't looking for all that. Okay, well, never mind. Don't get them. Because, <laughs> no, that's all right. I was um, looking at the marble bird that I have sitting on my case. Oh, yeah, with the little, little green. Uh, right. It, and yeah. I just realized that his eyes kind of bulge out. I've never, <laughs> I've never really, I mean, <laughs> kind of silly, but I mean, I've had this bird for 20 years. And I, think I just realized <laughs> when you're looking at him straight on, his eyes kind of bulge out. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think you've had that bird longer than 20 years, too. But yeah, yeah I've had it for a long time. But just that is funny. At 30 seconds. Yeah, know? and we yeah, we only did 30 seconds. Right. No, my still time is in the morning. I, I mentioned that before. That's my still time when I can go outside at 530, quarter to six in the morning and just sit there listening to the wind um, through the palm trees and um, just not think about anything really mm -hmm. yeah yeah so. it, it is it, it, you get that quiet time so yeah it's it really is this practice of creating that stillness and then seeing how far into the day can i take this before somebody gets on my last nerve as nadine would say and i you know i i can admire people who just in the midst of all this stuff going on at work or with co-workers or whatever who are able to maintain this level of calm or stillness and still get yeah. there. And I can, I can hold it for a little while, but then, you know, you'll hear me. It's like somebody might be getting cussed out today. I don't know if that's in my stillness. I have to see if I can do that and still be still. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she she cursed. Well, we used to say that about Nana. We used to say that my grandmother could curse somebody without, without ever saying a curse word. Yeah, I just um, smile so, a lot. Yeah, and so, right. So, the see there, she's one of those people that's probably looked at at work, like, she's just, like, really calm and easy and easy going. Yeah. And and so it does create, because your blood pressure probably isn't high, uh, it isn't crazy high from stress anyway. So anybody else, Nadine, did you do some of the exercises? And if so, what did you what did you focus on? I see her doing thumbs up there, but I don't know if she's coming on. So I wanted to, I wanted to leave you up oh, where did, okay. Somebody just came in and dropped out. Um, I just wanted to leave you again with that quote that's going through the, uh, the little fortune, fortune ticker tape, but just be mindful of your ability to create that stillness for yourself. Um, especially if you're in the midst of a separation or a divorce or and when I say divorce, obviously, most of the time I'm going to be talking about marriage, but you can divorce from a job or divorce from any kind of a relationship, something that's toxic. But when these things happen, when we have these stressors in our lives, it's often those moments when we need stillness the most and we struggle with it. And that is a sign that you really haven't uh, empowered yourself to create that stillness, to live in that space consistently if we have to fight to get it. But this today we just did maybe two and a half minutes with these five uh, parts of this exercise. And so it just gives you an idea. But if you have children or Nadine, I know you have grandkids. If you tried this with your grandkids, I would love to hear how that goes. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. 
if you're getting value from what you're hearing today, if you've had moments where you thought I should write this down or that is really interesting, I didn't know that, then I want to invite you to stay connected to me. You can do it by going to my website and my website is liveempoweredinstitute.com. That's liveempoweredinstitute.com. And when you get there, hit the subscribe button so that you'll have access to any events, courses, articles, or promotions that might be going on. You can also get my other social media outlet links there. That's for Facebook, where I'm at Live Empowered Institute, or my Instagram, where I'm at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, and my YouTube channel. But if you missed all of that, just go to the website, Live Empowered Institute, www.liveempoweredinstitute.com, and you'll be able to stay connected with me there. Thanks. If you try this with your grandkids, I would love to hear how that goes. Um, like I was telling people earlier, go on Google and Google the five senses exercise for children. And I just use this as an avenue to get you to a still place so that you can understand what it could be like to have that stillness in your life. And again, stillness is not about just sitting and not moving and being quiet. It's about being intentionally still, purposefully still, and being intentionally connected to your surroundings and what's going on around you and you and not being negatively impacted by those things, but just taking them in because they are. So I just want to thank everybody for being here tonight and doing the exercises with me. And for those of you listening, uh, please join me again next Thursday, 515 Pacific. And I will see you then. It's Dr. Lisa and uh, have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this series, Divorce is Not a Destination. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summer Hour, Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, recommend Divorce is Not a Destination to friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at fireside.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour. That's L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel. Until next time, remember that life is the journey and divorce is not a destination. Live.